Welcome to the Be Inspired Podcast. We explore the stories of people who may be like you. These are your neighbors, family members, and friends. The people you may think that you know, but you have never heard the details of their life story, their successes, failures, and the people who have influenced them. Be inspired by their passion to pursue their dreams and join me as we discover and learn from people who are a quiet, supportive presence in our world. Join the journey to create your individual path to be inspired and have a well-lived life. On today's episode of Things That Are Interesting, I will be discussing the correlation between oil production, oil depletion, and the U.S. dollar. I recently read an article on Greenpeace.org by Rex Weiler. It was dated March 22, 2020. Rex's father was a geologist and a petroleum engineer. This was where Rex first heard of the concept of oil depletion. Oil is a finite store of condensed organic matter from the bottom of ancient seas, and his father explained to him that the highest quality, least expensive oil has been extracted over time. However, at some point in time, the cost of oil extraction will increase due to depletion, causing oil companies to drill deeper wells and have to invest in more technology, ultimately tapping into shale rock and the Canadian tar sands. Engineers, scientists, and managers in oil companies have known for over 60 years that oil is a finite resource, and they also defined time frames for the peak of oil discovery and production. In their terms, the peak of discovery was in 1962. At this point in time, many of the oil fields all around the world and the levels of reserves were defined. The year of peak oil production has recently been set at 2005. This has been based on the amount of oil produced in any given day. Oil quantity and quality, as well as net energy, are currently in a decline. Production has been declining since 2018. At that point in time, the world was producing oil at a rate of 84.7 million barrels per day. The United States, Russia, and Saudi Arabia were defined in 2018 as the top three producer nations. Russia's Minister of Energy, Alexander Novak, had said that Russia cannot continue to compete as one of the top producer nations and that over the next decade, their ability to produce at a high rate would begin to decline. An article by Nafiz Ahmed in Vice Tech, dated February 4, 2020, talks about government research reporting in Finland. There was a report that was written for the Geological Survey of Finland, or GTK, by one of their senior scientists, Dr. Simon Mishaw. In this, Dr. Mishaw warned that the increasingly unsustainable economics of the oil industry could actually derail the global financial economic system. 
He said that the viability of the entire global oil market could come undone within the next few years. His report was produced as an internal research exercise for the Finnish government. Dr. Mashaw is an ore geology and mineral economics professor. He talked about the fact that the oil reserves do exist, but that they will become and are becoming uneconomical to exploit based upon our current levels of technology. In other words, there's a cost-benefit ratio, and the cost of being able to extract the oil is, is starting to outweigh the benefits. Expensive energy will cause long-term economic effects. The problem is that phasing out petroleum products and fossil fuels means that the entire global industrial ecosystem will need to be fundamentally rebuilt. Just think about it for a second. Most of the products that we enjoy in our lives on a daily basis are petroleum-based products. And almost all of the vehicles that we utilize on a daily basis are run by fossil fuels. The U.S has a trillion dollar deficit, which is being paid back contingent upon our economic growth. Therefore, for our growth, we are laying claim to future energy and resources in order to pay back our debt. Energy and resources that we might not have. Saudi Arabia's national oil firm, Aramco, cites data in a recent IPO that Galwar, the country's largest oil field, is producing at 1.2 million barrels less capacity on a daily basis. In other words, the oil production that the United States and much of the world has depended on for the last half century is beginning to be reduced and the reserves are drying up. In 2007, Sir Richard Branson said, in five years time, oil in the UAE will run out, but it has diversified its assets and interests enough with 95% of its income now being derived from tourism, property, and music shops. Conventional fuel has been declining and will continue to climb in the next five to ten years. An article in The Economist in July of 2020 said this is the end of the Arab world's oil age and Kuwait is now running a deficit that could hit 40% of its GDP. U.S. shale production has been supplying recently 71% of the global oil supply. This has taken place since the year 2005. So, in other words, the United States has become one of the major producers of energy in the world. In 2011, the Energy Information Administration, EIA, cited an article that the U.S was about 90% self-sufficient in terms of total energy consumption. In 2017, the U.S. surpassed Saudi Arabia in oil production, being a leader in the world and the number one oil producing company. We were producing almost 571 million tons of oil during that year. Saudi Arabia came in at 560 1.7 million tons, Russia 
was third with 554. Canada dropped down, was fourth at 236 million tons. And then below that were Iraq, Iran, China, the UAE at 116 million tons, Kuwait, and of course, Brazil. The Institute for the Analysis of Global Security, IAGS.org, cited some statistics that are relevant. Oil supplies 40% of the world's energy and 96% of its transportation energy. They say that by 2025, the number of cars will increase to over 1.25 billion. China and India are expected to have the highest growth rate of oil use because they account for one-third of the world's population. They also state that the U.S. military presence in the Middle East has ensured the United States access to the oil reserves. Zaw Fihatun wrote an article in April of 2020 that explained petrodollars. He talks about the fact that the gold standard for the United States dollar collapsed in the 1970s. As I said before, Nixon was instrumental in causing this to happen. His administration allowed the U.S. to cut a deal with Saudi Arabia such that oil prices were standardized in dollars, creating what is known as the petrodollar. This system made the U.S. dollar the world's reserve currency. Reserve currency is defined as a large quantity of currency maintained by central banks and other financial institutions to influence the domestic exchange rate. A large percent of commodities such as gold and oil are priced in the reserve currency, causing other countries to hold this currency to pay for these goods. In other words, the United States has been living in an artificial economic bubble. But now, most national economies have debt to gross domestic product ratio exceeding 90%, including the United States. Traditionally, the United States hasn't had to exchange our currency for trade with other countries since we are the reserve currency. And the U.S. has been able to function for the last 50 years with a trade deficit, such that our imports far exceed our exports. Just for a little bit more history on how the petrodollar came about, you have to go back to the year 1944 and the Bretton Woods Pact. It was determined that the United States would hold and protect gold reserves, allowing countries worldwide to trade commodities internationally with the U.S. dollar. This actually worked until Vietnam, when the Federal Reserve started printing money like it was monopoly money. On August 15, 1971, President Nixon, realizing that the countries in the world were starting to question the United States not keeping their agreement, he decided that removing the U.S. dollar from the gold standard temporarily would alleviate the situation. But it ended up being a permanent solution with the U.S. military protecting the Saudi oil fields. In 1974, the United States was able to persuade several countries who were part of OPEC to allow the United States dollar to be utilized for trade for their oil. 
Now in this day and age, the Saudi oil fields are still trading protection for the US dollar to be backed by Saudi oil. But in 2000, Iraq decided to sell oil for euros. And in 2003, as we all well know, US forces invaded Iraq. Whether or not there were weapons of mass destruction has yet to be determined. But after that invasion, Iraq started accepting the US dollar for oil again. Today, Iran and Venezuela, who are rich in oil reserves, are trading their oil to Russia and China for other currencies and commodities. So now, China, Russia, Iran, and Syria have allied against the United States, causing an economic energy blockade. The United States does have abundant oil reserves in Texas, Alaska, and Oklahoma, but not enough to sustain an economic oil war against these allied forces. The dollar worldwide, with this change in our backing with oil, is becoming devalued, and the United States currency is expected to experience hyperinflation because of these circumstances. On April 20th, 2020, price of oil dropped to minus $40 a barrel. This played out on the world stage and again backed the thought that the U.S. dollar is in decline. Even though U.S. production levels hold influence over global oil prices, it's important for us to understand the correlation between the US dollar and oil. For more information about this podcast and our guests, you can go to BeInspiredPC.com. Check out our online magazine, Be Inspired. Like our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram and listen to our episodes on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Play.